Hey, I'm Ben Bennell. And I'm Kevin Cooper. We're lifelong friends, economic enthusiasts, and data junkies. We have regular conversations about the job market, the economy, and the data that gives us insight into the current trends. So whether you own a business, you're a job seeker, or you just want to intelligently join the conversation around the table, there's something here for you. Welcome to the Jobology Brothers podcast. October numbers are out. What Today is uh, Sunday, November 5th, so we're going to look back on last week uh, at Jolts came out, uh, BLS uh, reports came out, and so um, unemployment ticked up. Uh, a few months in a row now where we've seen that happen, coming becoming a little bit of a trend, uh, 3.9%. Uh, the last time we saw an unemployment rate that high uh, post-pandemic was December of 2021. Uh, the last time we saw that high of an unemployment rate pre-pandemic was December of 2018. So if you think back to those two moments, kind of different labor markets, um, but uh, nonetheless, both of those were still pretty good markets. And I think anybody uh, would... You know, any rational person would make an argument that 3.9% unemployment is still really low, although there's an arrow pointing up. You know, came out from the BLS, 150,000 jobs added last month in uh, October. Uh, there's kind of an asterisk next to that because the UAW strike of the big three automakers uh, knocked out about 30, 32, 33,000 jobs. Um, so then you could say that might be more like 180 something, 182, 183. And then there was a dip in transportation as well. Um, but the Teamsters also stopped moving things for the big three. And I don't know if there's any real data out there to show what that number might be, but there was kind of like an unofficial strike of the Teamsters moving big three things. Uh, so that, that might've had an impact as well. Um, one of the lowest post pandemic months we've seen, uh, there was one month, uh, earlier this year where we saw a number a little bit lower, but other than that, that this is one of the lowest months we've seen so far in jobs created. Although in any you know pre-pandemic market, 150 to maybe say 180,000 jobs would be a really healthy number and uh, something economists would be happy about. Um, the last time we had a trending average about where we're at right now, like a three-month trending average, would have been uh, really any time throughout 2018 and 2019. Uh, we had months that were barely negative in those years, and we had months as high as 386,000. Uh, but the average of those months was, was typically around like uh, 150, 200. So uh, think back on 18, 19, still, you know, good, good job market for sure. Uh, and then switching over to the Jolts report, uh, hires, quits, and separations. Uh, basically unchanged. The only real change was uh, job openings ticked up a little bit, I think, to 9.6 million open jobs. So uh, Joltz was a pretty boring report. Everything just kind of stayed the same. You want to talk about real quick to touch on it's like it's it's such a weird thing to see, you know, the stock market respond so positively to a jobs report that may otherwise seem kind of tame. And it's like we want to see these healthy kind of stable growth but what's going on with the Federal Reserve and everything they're doing with interest rates. You want to talk a little bit about why we can be encouraged by maybe 150, 180,000 ish, depending on if you take out the UAW strike, given everything that's going on in the broader economy and what was happening with the labor growth like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, we've been in this candidate centric market where the candidate kind of had all control uh, and we had these huge, robust hiring numbers. Uh, and that wasn't sustainable. So when you hear economists talk about an economy overheating, that's the direction we were headed. And that's why they kept ticking interest rates up, uh, which at some point is going to have a, a negative effect 
And, you know, they, they try to find that sweet balance between, you know, causing a recession and what everybody refers to as a soft landing. And I think you could look at a month like August or uh, October, rather, and say, hey, maybe this is our soft landing. You know, this this would be a great report and any other, you know, pre-pandemic uh, economy. So that that's a good thing. We want to come off those big, robust months of, right. uh, you know, we just had one in September where it was like 380,000 jobs or something like that. That's that's not sustainable. So I think most economists would say this is a great report because hopefully this means, you know, the Fed is done and that interest rates are going to, you know, stop going up for, for at least right now. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, yeah, we have this recency bias, right? You're used to seeing these 300,000 number growth and everything. And we forget that what, you know, has been in the past and what we're trying to avoid, which is just this massive continual overheating and things. Um, I think one of the things I was really encouraged by in Q3 if we look back, was labor productivity. So the BLS, BLS puts this labor productivity statistic out, and it increased by 4.7% in Q3. It was the highest growth rate since Q3 of 2020. So it thinks about not just how much people are working, but how much they're able to produce in the time that they are working. And so even though we saw uh, a stat we've talked about before, index of aggregate hours worked dropped in October to 122.4. It's below the January 2023 level of 122.5. So as you and I have talked about, like we're adding all these jobs, but we're not actually adding hours of work to the system. But one of the reasons for that may be that productivity is going up and companies don't need it. And inside that same report, it was super encouraging to see that unit labor costs have gone down by 0.8% in Q3. And so when that happens, what they're saying is, hey, the, the increase in average hourly compensation went up by 3.9%. But productivity goes up by 4.7%. So employers are out there in these sectors going, hey, there's a huge positive ROI to be had to adding workers to us because it costs us less to employ them than the productivity that they're churning out. And as long as you see that ratio still going down, not we don't want to see too exaggerated, but it's good to be encouraging people to step in and hire and, and do those things. So that's pretty encouraging to see productivity going up uh, the way it did. One of the things I wanted to sort of keep an eye on, and I don't know that it's going to be a trend or, or what's going to happen with it, but you mentioned the Fed's increasing interest rates. So we had this blockbuster GDP report for Q3 where gross domestic product, which is the value of all goods and services that we produce in any given quarter, went up by 4.9%. It was it exceeded expectations by a long shot. And we saw across the, the swath of growth, consumer spending was up, inventory was up, exports was up, government spending was up, housing was up. But business investment was down slightly, not a significant margin, but down slightly. And it wasn't just equipment like buying computers for employees, but it was also factory investment. And so that's not a trend yet, but you want to be watching with the high cost of capital out there right now. If businesses are going to continue to be kind of tepid on investing because it's going to cost so much more to invest in growth right now. And they may be seeing the specter of, I don't know, a recession on the forefront. And so you've got this high cost of capital, this specter of a potential uh, recession, and you might see invest businesses kind of continue to pull back on what they're putting into their business. And, and that might be something for us to watch long range as it comes into hiring. But um, you touched on it a little bit with the unemployment rate. You know, we talk about how there's a lot of different factors that come into the unemployment rate. We saw the participation rate drop we saw the employment to population employment to population ratio drop. What we actually saw was the number of unemployed people go up 146,000 workers in the cycle. And so, you know, that's a real growth in unemployment. And even though it was only 
you know, 1% up from 3.8 to 3.9. That's 146,000 people that are now looking for work. And if it's a trend that continues, we might want to keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because we, we always kind of switch to the anecdotal part at this point of the podcast. And we're still seeing good at order activity, yeah, not only from yeah, our exactly, industrial yeah, staffing are. clients in Houston. Yeah. And also, though, from our, our direct hire business that operates nationally, that is kind of a mixed bag between industrial companies and medical uh, and healthcare. And uh, I started thinking through the order activity that we're seeing, how much of it is, you know, replacing someone who's exited or separated uh, versus new new uh, positions being created. And I don't see as many new positions being created, which may go back to like what you just said. It's, you know, capital's not cheap anymore. Um, so companies creating new positions, making those investments that, you know, I'm sure that is slowing down. Um, but a friend of mine who owns a, a recruitment firm in a little bit different of a space than us, they deal a lot more with really large publicly traded firms. Uh, they're, they're seeing a, a drop. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes logic would tell you if you're seeing it there start now, you know, in, in Q3, Q4 of this year, is that going to trickle down to the, the middle of the market uh, sometime in 2024? Obviously, that's yet to be seen. You know, we don't have a crystal ball on that. Um, but for now, I hate to sound like a broken record. We continue to see our staffing hours uh, remain healthily up from where they were last year and earlier this year. Uh, and our, our uh, direct hire business as well, uh, order activity remains really strong. And uh, November, although we're five days in, you know, on a couple business days in November, so far from order activity, it looks like it's going to be a really great month. And so, you know, for now, even though this jobs report from October really kind of seemed to feel this big uh, momentum kind of pull back and, and shift uh, towards going down, you know, versus what September was, a really robust report. You know, and obviously in October, we saw some downward revisions to past months. Um, I, I still think we're in a really healthy place, you know, and that's hard to say for those, you know, 146,000 people who are, are newly unemployed, uh, but the overall job market across sectors still remains really healthy. And, and I think it will still um, in the near term. Um, so, well, um, and I think to, to punctuate that point, you know, kind of before we close out, we talk about the diffusion index, the number of industries that are gaining jobs versus those that are losing jobs. And when you look across what we are seeing, I mean, again, take out, you know, what we saw happening in manufacturing, where you saw that 35,000 job drop, and that a lot of that was motor vehicle and parts, and the transportation and warehousing that you talked about, if you, if you kind of are able to take out the noise of the strikes and what the Teamsters were doing, you still see this broader based addition happening, or at least staying flat. You're not seeing any industries. You're not seeing this broader, more than half the industries dropping jobs. So I think to your point, it may be just kind of a, a quiet, unsuspecting growth that's kind of continuing to bubble up. And these, these things are all looking back. They're not looking forward. And so I think our orders are looking forward, not backwards. So I think that could be a good thing too. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Uh, very interesting point. And, uh, and we're too, we're, we're in that time of the year where they, they call it the September surge, but you know, the definition of the recruiting industry of the September surge isn't specific to the month of September. It's really specific to the time starting in early September after Labor Day and until you get to the holidays. And we've still got obviously, you know, a few weeks till uh, Thanksgiving and, and even more until the end of the year uh, with Christmas. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, four, six, eight weeks out what that order activity looks like. And so we'll uh, we'll be back and we'll we'll chat about that more here in uh, the coming weeks.